There is a magic bullet, but it is definitely not law of attraction and it's definitely not reality transurfing. It's nothing external to you. You are the magic bullet, mm. period. You are the magic bullet. Mm. Now, whatever you need to access, to get you into that mode where you become the magic bullet, then that's what you need to go hard on. I turned 50, y'all, and I started a podcast. Really, age is just a number. It comes down to how we choose to live and the choices we make in our life and those things accumulate. Don't let the programming of life keep you from doing things every single day that, that make you happy. When we feel good, it's easy to think good. Life is not happening to you. You are your life. You are happening to your life. Renee, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Um, you're coming from all the way across the entire world in Georgia, the former like Soviet Republic. Is that correct? Yes. It's a post-Soviet country and it's wild. (laughs) Wow. I really appreciate it. I've been really looking forward to this. Um, before we get started, thank you so much for sending over, um, your bio and I want to take the time to read it. So, uh, our listeners can really understand, uh, what we're going to get into today. So today I'm talking to Renee Garcia, who is a lifelong entrepreneur, certified reality, trans surfing instructor, and an alternatives space adventurer. <laughs> what a great title. <laughs> Having ventured deeply into the metaphysical world of reality creation, she has transformed personal failure into success, poverty into abundance, sickness into healing, and a bleak perspective into one brimming with joy and magic. Renee has employed reality transurfing to discover fulfillment, true purpose in her life, and connect with the highest version of herself. With a self-built practical methodology and magical wand in hand, she is now empowering others around the world to do the same. Her motto is, knowledge without application is merely entertainment. With a rapidly growing following of fellow transurfers at her side, Renee brings to light the work of Vadim Zeeland. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Mm-hmm. She brings his works at home and worldwide. Uh, she has developed the only English language reality transurfing instructional program officially approved by Zealand. And this training serves as the backbone for the International Transurfing Institute, which she founded in 2016. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm That's happy a to lot. Be this, is my, this is my first podcast since I've moved. So I, it's like, a whole new, a whole new world. I'm, 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 I'm tuning in from. Awesome. Well, why don't we start with that? Can you, we share a little bit about uh, what precipitated the move to um, Georgia and, and maybe a little bit of what you're doing there, what you're excited about? Yeah. So as a trans surfer, one of our, uh, one of the fundamentals that we sort of adhere to is that when you're open to possibilities and you are in an active state of listening to your world 
and your internal your internal dialogue, your internal sensations, that things can sort of pop up. And that's exactly what happened for me with moving to Georgia. I came here last summer with another trans surfer who was moving here. And I'd always wanted to come and I kind of had this, um, I don't want to say fascination, but there was always just this little thing in the back of my mind that I knew that I wanted to come here. But anytime I had a travel companion uh, and I would mention coming to Georgia, I would get, you know, met with this like, where, what, you know, where, where is this place? And it was just always sort of pushed you know, uh, to the back burner of places to go. And I, I came here last year and I just absolutely fell in love with it. And it was a very, um, we call it heart and mind coordination in trans surfing. It's when your heart just absolutely feels something and then your mind quickly gets involved in the logic of the situation. So this is exactly what happened. I had this like explosion of, energy and passion and feeling amazing about this place and then at the same time I was like oh my god I could have this amazing lifestyle and own a big huge opulent home outright and um, business here is very easy it's ranked one of the top um, places to do business in the world for for ease of you know red tape and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff so just very quickly I saw that it was a possibility And I talked to my partner of five years into us both getting rid of everything we owned. We came here with two suitcases each and two dogs. He had never been here before. And we got rid of everything in in the U.S. And we moved here about three months after I first came here and and saw it. So (laughs) it's been been a wild time. It's amazing. It's uh, exhilarating. And I have to say, I feel like a teenager again, or somebody in my early twenties, like experiencing so much newness and, you know, just exhilaration. It's, it's wild. Yeah. I love what you said of just being open to possibility. I mean, that just tapping into to all of the infinite possibilities that are available to us at any time, right? And then just kind of cluing in on that. Um, exactly I just what lo- transurfing is about. Yay, I'm kind of getting it. That's it. <laughs> well, it's funny because as I read your story, you know, um, and how, you know, I could see that, you know, in your early experiences, you, you, you were kind of doing some of the things without knowing you were doing it and kind of going with the flow and kind of ebbing and flowing. And then later you got the, you had more of the knowledge and the understanding and the expertise and kind of could reflect back on what was happening. But as I was reading your story, I felt like, oh, I see how I do that sometimes, you know, and, yes, and, um, we can be in the flow of it, but I've always been really interested in this idea of, of possibility, because I truly do believe that it's, it's limitless. Um, if we can tap oh, yeah. into that. So I love that you Absolutely. started with that. The, yeah, the other thing- I mean, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to, I just want to, I just want to touch on one point briefly before we move on. Yes. It is, it is that openness to possibilities because 
really the only thing that separates us from that space is ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, as long as you can continue to acknowledge that when you're talking about how you saw some parallels with my own story of, oh, I'm sometimes doing that. That's when you're in that state of not allowing yourself to kind of like be the wrench in the deal, you know? And I think now more than ever, people look so much at the world that surrounds them as being the adversarial thing, the the thing that's creating complications, the, you know, the, the, the thing that's always the, the, the component that's problematic, but it's actually ourselves. The world is always in our favor if we choose it to be. Yes. Yes, yes. Not to not to border on pokey uh motivational. <laughs> no, I I I 100% I'm in line with with what you're saying and it truly is a a perspective change. It's a simple pers- in my opinion, a simple perspective change. It is like the world is against me and everything's all of these things, all of these problems, all of these circumstances, all of my bad luck, all of the, you know, and then you can flip it and just see all of the possibility and where can I enter into flow? I mean, yep, it's, it's amazing. And it, I I've been so excited to kind of follow you. Um, I was originally introduced to, um, this concept through Jessa Reed. I don't know if you know who Jessa Reed is. She's I've a- heard of her t- speaking of transurfing or people have said that she speaks of transurfing, but I don't know much. Yeah. So she, she is a comedian, but she is, um, a way shower. She is a teacher. She is an intuitive. I mean, she is so connected to this work and, um, and anyway, so that's how I came to, to know of it. And so I've been following you, um, for, for multiple years, um, mostly through Instagram cause I'm not on Facebook, but, um, then I've been reading your, um, the, the, um, the work you did a tale of practical reality transurfing. And I'm just so fascinated and grateful to talk to you, but for, for people who have no idea what the hell we're talking about, can you, <laughs> can you which is most of my listeners, um, because I'm the person who they're like, okay, what is she talking about? But if you could just kind of explain it in a, in a couple of minutes, just if you were talking to somebody in an elevator, how would you explain reality transurfing? Okay, so this has taken me like years to kind of cultivate a way to really break it down simplistically so virtually anyone can understand it because before when I was asked that I would I would think to myself, well, are they asking me from like a quantum physics perspective or a psychological perspective or a general, you know, like how like how should I shape this um, knowledge? for the one asking, but now I've sort of boiled it all down to anybody that asked me, this is kind of my stock response. So there are an infinite number of realities that we have access to. And we experience this all the time because we're cha- we're changing, we're moving around the world, we're changing jobs, we're having children, we're doing all different kinds of things that is practical reality transurfing, right? What reality transurfing is as a practice 
is doing it intentionally with the intention that you're going to move up in layers of reality as I like to sort of um, lay them out. So any given day, what I do for myself, this is part of my transserving practice, is I acknowledge just to kind of make it a little more bite-sized and not so vast with the, with mm-hmm. saying like infinite, right? Because infinite can be a little bit overwhelming. But on any given day, I say that I have 10 different versions of reality available to me. And I imagine them as being tracks that are kind of linear stacked upon each other. The very top track is my absolute highest and best. This is me killing it in that given day. It's me being offered opportunities. It's me seizing opportunities. It's me experiencing a stroke of good luck. It's me finding a new romantic partner. It's me having an adventure. It's me living my best life, right? Right. Then level zero or level one is the polarized version of that. It's me not able to get out of bed. It's me feeling suicidally depressed, anxiety, um, feeling like I don't know where it is that I'm going or who it is that I am, having negative thoughts about myself and my world. So you can navigate, and we've all been there, right? Level 10 and level zero. We've all experienced those, you know, I mean, most of us have, and all the various shades in between. Reality transserving is about First of all, you're not going to those bottom layers any longer because you understand what gets you there, what keeps you there, and then how to also ascend out of those places. But reality transferring is a practice that helps you to understand the bottom and not going there anymore, and then to get yourself even higher. And what I like to tell people is that, let's say, your average is you're a level five, you're in the middle, right? If you learn to actively transurf, your baseline moves up. My baseline used to be like level two or level three, not suicidally depressed, but pretty damn close, right? Mm -hmm. Then as I learned to transurf, my baseline moved up. So now my baseline is like a seven or an eight. And I frequently hit that level 10. Right. So it's all about just, you know, shifting your perspective and therefore shifting your experience of reality and understanding the mechanics of how reality actually works when it comes to uh, the human being psychology and that interaction between human and reality and reconciling the different methods in reality transurfing to like really get you to a much higher and elevated place consistently and long-term getting more of what it is that you want in life. Exactly. Beautiful. So it's, 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 it's a set of kind of it's, I'm going to just try to reflect back to you. So it's information and knowledge and tools about the world and the way the world and humans work that we can learn and access 
to elevate our lives and get and 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 be in experience with what we with what we want and and continually what I call it is an up upward spiral. That's how I see it as yep. an up an upward spiral, you know, yes. as opposed to a exactly. downward, you know. Yep. Is that, is that kind of, is that kind of a Joanna way to say it? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. so what I what I typically tell people is gauge where you're at if level five, mid-level reality is kind of like ground zero and you you really don't want to spend much time below that. Your ideal is to get above that and spend as much time as you can above that. So the first half of the trans-serving concepts, I like to say that there's 13 core concepts. The first half is to like get you up out of that hole, get you onto level a level foundation and then it's on top of that level foundation that you build your new reality and that's the second half of the concepts so it's learning why you're down in those lower levels mm-hmm. and then using the concepts to help get yourself out of that space and then using the latter part of the concepts which are like heart and mind coordination which i touched on what led me here, mm-hmm. right? Helping me to build this new reality, this fantastic new reality, this new adventure that I'm experiencing. This was all the second part of the concepts, the more mm-hmm. advanced. Right. So it's it's really just um, a new language. The um, the wording is pretty pretty novel and pretty. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of points in transurfing that people recognized from all sorts of things like Tibetan Buddhism and, um, you know, uh, uh, Kabbalah stuff and law of attraction. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's mm-hmm. a mix. It's a pulpery really of a lot of different things, but the verbiage and the wording is unique and it's novel. So mm-hmm. it's like a really tight, very comprehensive system that can help people to do amazing things. I mean, I'm doing amazing things and those in my reality that are practicing this stuff are doing amazing things. I I believe it. I think it, it sounds like in the first, you know, in the beginning stages, it's a big shift for people to kind of go through the world thinking that life is happening to them. And, and everything is just a consequence of bumping up against everything in the world and like, <laughs> yes. and, and, and the switch to realizing as what you said, the, the world is happening for me. If I can just tap uh-huh. into that flow and it's just, a, you know, and, and if we can realize because, because that is so empowering, right. To, to understand that we have a say, um, oh, right. Huge. Like especially if you if you read my book i mean i talk about my my upbringing my mm-hmm. child mm-hmm. lack of education you know poverty really living a life where we we were not offered a different variation of reality it was like well everyone for the last past 10 generations have lived like this Oh, are you too good for this? You're so you're saying you're too good for for this kind of life now. You know, it was like it was almost as as if you attempted to break out and do anything better for yourself, 
you were highfalutin or there's something wrong with you. Yes. So, so when you, when you have that sort of, we call it programming and transurfing, mm-hmm. when you have that sort of programming mm-hmm. on top of you and it's heavy, mm. then that's when you feel victimized yeah. by reality. And you gave this amazing analogy of just kind of bumbling around, bumping up against reality and feeling like, why is, why is the world doing this to me? Like, what have I done to deserve Mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. But it's really just a person being out of, um, out of understanding of exactly what is happening in that kind of scenario and what part the human is playing in that which I know that you know about the thoughts actions and frequency when you're when you are when you are can I swear should I not yes oh yeah you can do anything okay okay when 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 your thoughts actions and frequency are super fucked up your Mm -hmm. world is super fucked up there's no way around it it's it it, it's really like the law of attraction Mm -hmm. deep deep law of attraction stuff it's the law of attraction on steroids it's Mm -hmm. it is it is getting into the reasons why the law of attraction is even a thing so it's the background behind it right and when you understand you know people encounter law of attraction and they're like oh well you know i read the secret and it worked once but then it never worked and then i felt like it just you know and i hear all these like hit and miss you know, hot, cold kind of things. But as soon as you realize what knowledge is actually backing up things like the secret and law of attraction, you see very, very quickly what reality actually is and why even some people have results sometimes with law of attraction and then they don't. It explains everything. There's really, if you get into the knowledge, there's really no question that goes unanswered at all. And that's why I fell in love with it. Cause I'm kind of like, you know, I, I, I had to really um, fend for myself in this yeah. world. And mm-hmm. what that did for me is it gave me a very fine tuned sense of street smarts where somebody's talking to me and they're explaining something to me. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good, but you need to show me why that's not bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. You need to, like, I'm I'm not taking anything at face value at this point in my life. Right. I need to see exactly why this thing works or I'm not going to trust it. Mm-hmm. So I went through the knowledge with a fine tooth comb and I legitimately could not see any holes in it. And I was like, okay, this is not bullshit. <laughs> this is real. Yeah. Then I realized I had to do this. So this what is what I, this is what I, this is bringing me to what I wanted to ask you, because I know from reading your story that you were on a path where you were touching into this naturally, you were, you were starting to, um, you know, use these concepts kind of instinctively you were doing it for yourself, but what, tell me about the point where you came across that this structured knowledge And you realized that, you know, by researching and making sure there were no holes in it and then, and then really incorporating that into your life. Like, what was that point where you found reality transurfing and the, you know, the specific knowledge? Yeah. So 
as you stated, I, I, I was really doing like a lot of things. Well, I had a life, um, in, in, in from my late twenties to my mid thirties, that was people really couldn't understand what the hell I was doing. I have a ninth grade education. I never went to college. I didn't have any formal training in any type of field or business or anything. And by the age of like 31 years old, I had my own sailing yacht in Marina Del Rey that I lived on and was a you know thriving entrepreneur. And people were like, how the hell are you doing this? And I was like, I'm just doing it, you know? And I couldn't quite explain what it was that I was doing, but I was really just like generating as much positive stuff in my environment that I could because I was in survival mode. I had to do this to find success because I really didn't have any other means to find success. It was all dependent on me being the best version of myself that I could possibly be and being able to spot opportunity and really go in as much as I could and maximize and extract from every situation that I could find. And I became extremely cunning and resourceful Mm -hmm. and a lot of the different, you know, elements of trans serving, I was doing them naturally, but I still had some pretty faulty programming that was like, seriously fucking me up Mm -hmm. like poverty mentality i even though i lived on my home yacht i had beautiful jewelry and clothes and nice cars and amazing business with a name for myself i had extreme poverty mentality i felt like shit about myself when it came to my romantic relationships so i was in this state where i was just kind of like up and down and all over the place and yeah sometimes we're good but I had these crushing lows as well. Mm. Cause I thought, how do I, I'm getting all the stuff that I always told myself that I needed. So how am I still waking up in the morning feeling like crap? Mm. And eventually this led to me having a pretty epic nervous breakdown mm. while I was in Los Angeles, kind of one of those, you know, 25th hour moments where I'm like, who am I? What am I doing? What have I done? Who have I become? Is this really me? And I just kind of chucked the entire LA life, got rid of everything, went into the forest and the Oregon, you know, central Oregon mountains and started doing research on how to get myself like right with myself. Mm -hmm. And after I found trans surfing, I mean, things just started to click and I'd be like, oh yes, that's why that happened. Or, oh yes, this is why I still feel like shit. And I just started to really, really take a look at it without making any excuses or pushing something to the back burner and being like, oh, well, it's just who I am. I am who I am. You know, there was no more of that. (laughs) That Mm -hmm. that was done. It was like, get real time Mm -hmm. and transfer helped me to do that. That's really interesting. So you found that through your research and then you started studying the information and tr- and trying to evaluate it to make sure there was, like you said, no holes before you really incorporated it into your own life. Yeah. And once I did that, I 
started to, yeah, there was like, there were no holes and I would be like, okay, I'm going to do this like a hundred percent. And I would, I would feel this incredible power and control of my reality. And, you know, we call it the rose colored lenses. Mm -hmm. I would be so like, God, I've got this thing down and everything's going well. And I would feel on top of the world level 10. And then a week later, I'd wake up and I would be depressed again. And I was like, well, wait a second. This isn't right. What's going on? I was taking for granted what it was that I needed to actively do consistently mm-hmm. to override that old programming. Otherwise, that old programming would just kind of leak back in right. and it would take over everything and kind of lull me to sleep. And I wouldn't realize it until it was already too late. So then I switched back and forth like that a couple times. And after the final time, I thought, you know what? This is it. I'm not doing the back and forth anymore. I'm going to go all in on this 100%. So I never have to like let that old programming kind of come in and take over and then wake up and realize what I've done. And the the, the only way that I could figure at that point of how to do do what I wanted to do, which was be a hundred percent in transurfing mentality was to, you know, do what I'm doing, spread the word, get it out there, become this character that you've seen, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and it's, it's, it it has been my way to keep me immersed and a time reality transurfer and it's worked. And I've done it every day for the last seven and a half years. And it's been the best decision I've ever made in my life. So a couple of things that really stood out for me is that just, I mean, you know, yes, this is, these are important concepts and it it can be understanding. It can be a simple switch that's flipped, but what you're saying is, and I totally agree is that just like anything, it, it takes dedication and work, like just, just having the knowledge or just understanding it doesn't change your life. I mean, that will begin the process for sure, but like it's work, you've got to reprogram. You've got to actually do the work on an, on an, on a daily, on a, on an hourly basis. Like it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's gotta be, it's, it's, it's gotta become, you know, I mean, there are reasons why, Tibetan monks walk the, the 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 villages with nothing except an empty bowl so people put food in mm-hmm. it and have no personal belongings mm-hmm. and walk around for decades with no shoes on there is a reason why they're doing that right. that is because they're in practice mm-hmm. when they're doing that mm-hmm. so i think part of the reason why the law of attraction is so damaging to our culture is because it teaches people or tries to teach people that you can just manifest a million dollars. You can, you know, you, you, you could, if you wanted to, you could, you could wake up and have a Lamborghini in your, Uh -uh. in your driveway. Right. Well, when you get to a certain point, if I wanted to have a Lamborghini in my driveway tomorrow morning, I could, mm-hmm. right? But it's because I've done the work. Mm-hmm. Like there is a vast understanding of how the world works 
and I just have the resources to do it. Right. And I, and I know how to get something like that going and, and right. move and operate and get something done. But what happens is people, you know, people, and I've actually spoken on this in my book where people come to things like transurfing or law of attraction or whatever the newest, latest and greatest thing is they come and they say, okay, well, I want my, I want my amazing life. And the second they don't see it, they, 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 they discount the knowledge as being faulty or worse themselves. Oh, I guess that just isn't for me. Right. But there are no shortcuts. I was, that's exactly what I was just thinking when you were talking, there are no shortcuts. I mean, amazing things can happen. I call them candy bridges, right? Me, me coming here to Georgia, this was a candy bridge. If you saw the house that I bought outright, no mortgage, first time I've ever owned a home, just flat out. This house is the most amazing house that I've ever seen in Georgia. And I'm in the real estate business here now. So I've seen a lot of places and I'm like, how did this happen that I got the coolest house? This was a candy bridge. I came here. I saw how inexpensive it was. Granted, it's not for everybody. It's still a developing country, but it was for me. It was magical. It had all the things that I wanted, but I saw a candy bridge allowing me to access some of my goals easier than if I was at home in the U.S. trying to hammer a square peg into a round hole. So there are shortcuts in the sense that your world is going to offer you ways in which you can more easily get something that you want. But if you think that you're going to go from that bottom level of reality, level zero, level one, and then suddenly you're going to be on level 10 and that's just going to be permanent, that's going to be your new baseline and you're going to get everything you want because you saw a book or a course or something, you know, what I like to tell people is there, there is a magic bullet, but it is definitely not law of attraction and it's definitely not reality transurfing it's nothing external to you you are the magic bullet Mm. period you are the magic bullet Mm. now whatever you need to access to get you into that mode where you become the magic bullet then that's what you need to go hard on but if Mm. you're not the magic bullet in your life right now it's because you're being lazy or you're discounting things because they're not happening quick enough for you, or you're maintaining low thoughts, actions, and frequency, and you refuse to give up your suffering because this is one of the number one addictions for human beings is their suffering. And you've got to do what it takes to get what it is that you want and not stop. We, we, emphasize in reality transurfing power of choice choosing what it is you want but it doesn't mean that you just choose it and then the world delivers it to you on a silver platter you have to choose it today then you've got to choose it tomorrow then you've got to choose it the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and you just keep choosing it but it will come if you do that but most people don't want to put in the work that's the problem it is that's That's it is it is work i mean you know, it's, it's doing everything that it takes to support 
what, what you want in your life. And you're right. Like, um, the laziness and and whatever, but, um, the other thing I, I just want to go back and, and, uh, acknowledge what you said, um, which is that the way you were able to keep this totally, I don't think you use the word alive in your life and you were learning it and staying totally in tune with this knowledge and this skill set was to become a leader and a teacher, um, and a propagator of this information. And, um, one of the things that stuck really stood out for me in your, in your book was you said, um, I often tell people who've messaged asking how to deal with a reality that they have grown to hate. My answer is always the same. Find yourself an epic creative project that brings you unadulterated pleasure and throw yourself into it with reckless abandon. And that's what you're doing. Yes. I, I, when I read that, I was like, yes, this is it. This is exactly it. It puts us in contact with our creator mode. Yes. When you can go into this place where you're not stuck ruminating in your shitty thoughts, you know, your shitty thoughts about how shitty your life is or what isn't going right, or it doesn't matter. It could all be going to hell. But if you can find a way to pull yourself out of your mind and pull yourself away from the dramas in your world and focus on something that creates fiery passion inside of your body, something that you are enthusiastic about and you love, and it could be anything and it could change all the time. I mean, I know that I went through a vast array of creative activities, Mm -hmm. but it didn't matter. It was just about me. We call it the center screen. It was just about me existing in the center screen. So I could really develop a very firm connection with that creator's mode. And as soon as you get comfortable in that space, you're like, okay, what do I want to do now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like what, what can I create now? And I've done some amazing stuff this last seven years. I mean, there are things that I look back on. We just hit a million hours. Um, imagine, try to try to think about this number. A million hours of watch time on our transserving channel wow. that only has 22,000 people. A wow. million hours and there's only 22,000 people Seven years ago, I was terrified of being on camera. We just hit a million hours. So you can like, you can, and the channel's only three years old. So you can really like pull yourself into some pretty amazing accomplishments. If you can get into this space, get comfortable with it, figure out ways to manage your reality so you can have some like peace and quiet to do your shit that you want to do and then stay there as long as you can until you really feel like you're, you're, you're getting into it and you love it. And and then you move on to something better and you move on to something better. And then this equates to all sorts of things. It equates to making money, (laughs) you know, then you can be like, okay, what kind of thing can I create that'll offer value to somebody out in the world that they want to buy? 
And then it's like, and then you're in that mode and you're doing that thing. And then people are paying you for yes. it. And you're like, wow, this is amazing. So now what, <laughs> you know, and it just, yes, it, it just, it just goes. It's you know? beautiful. I love that you are, have this focus on getting into creator mode because I know for me in my life, um, this, the last three or four years of my life has been, a, a, I made a firm decision to get into creative mode, which I, I was always, I used, I'm also an entrepreneur and spent my whole adult life being an entrepreneur and that's fine. And that got me a, a, a lot of places, a lot of things and a lot of experiences, but I really understood about four years ago that I desperately wanted and craved to be in creator mode. And it has absolutely changed my life. I mean, to, to be able to focus on that aspect and just to do something purely because it gives you pleasure. Oh. And, and oh, it is, it's like a revelation. It's like being inside oh, of- Oh, it. Sing it, sister. It yes. Really is. It, it is like, it is like a revelation. Yes. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. When I started to do this thing that I'm doing now, I was just, I was on fire and I didn't have an audience yet. I didn't have the following. I didn't have the people, you know, uh, around me. I was doing it alone. I was living in, a, a, in an Airstream on my grandparents' property. And I had just the most amazing time with myself. My doors were open onto a beautiful Oregon landscape and garden. I was in there just riding away. And I just felt alive for yes. the first time in my life. I was like, this is it. So when you find that thing, the power of not letting the people in your life or your circumstances take that away or your own mind. Yeah, yes. Your own absolutely. dumb thoughts. Oh, totally. Totally. <sighs> I mean, there were, there were times, there were times, and I actually just spoke about this in my latest course that I dropped exiting the matrix. When I decided that I wanted to do this thing and everyone in my life was like, um, God, you're going to stop doing your business to do this. How does this make any sense? Who is this author? What is this book? What are you going to do? Like right. people didn't understand it. And my own thoughts would get in there and be like, God, is this stupid? How is this going to make sense? What is, wh what is it that like, how do you, how do you see this unfolding? But the, the, and as I said, transurfing, there were no holes it doesn't matter. You don't have to answer all of that stuff because that state of being, that yes. creator's mode, that heart and mind coordination, it'll figure out a way to make anything work. Yes. Like anything. You, you could you could throw your wildest idea into the world, but if you're 100% feeling it, you'll figure something out. It, it it'll happen. So totally it's, it's all about what do you want and how badly do you want it? The sweatshirt you're wearing, is that the artist on Instagram? Yes. That, that dude, that dude is a total creator. Remy Nazer. Yes. Remy yes. Nazer. He, he, he's, he's, he's doing exactly what it is. I know that we're talking about. Yeah. Every, yeah. I mean, and, and he, yeah. he actually, so I met him, I met him or know of his work through Jessa Reed. He did the art for her 
first a lot of her stuff. And then um, he actually did the artwork for, for my podcast, but he, this is a Jessa Reed sweatshirt. I'm wearing it in honor of you because she's the one who led me to you. But um, so wow, what a weird, like full circle thing. I know. Well, <laughs> you know what, because we're all kind of connected to the same source, you know, we're all in this, in on this wavelength. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, totally. um, I, I would love to get into a couple of the transurfing concepts. Um, although, yeah. we're, you know, we're not going to be able to really like, obviously get into it because it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. Um, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with the concept of pendulums. Yeah. Um, and I know that's a big subject, but like, is that, would that be something worthy of, of, of talking a little bit about and kind of explaining? Yeah, I mean, pen, pendulums are really, it's a good introductory, um, it's a good intro, introductory concept for those new to transurfing because it opens your eyes immediately. <laughs> You're like, oh shit, oh my God, it really is the case. And then that kind of like, is a little bit of verification that transurfing is what it is, right? Because pendulums, especially when you're new to transurfing and we look at pendulums from the negative perspective, it's very clarifying to people like, oh my God, I see it so clearly now. Like all of a sudden you're awake, like at Neo in the matrix, right? When right. they tell him that he's uh, in a machine and he's got all these tubes hooked up to him. This is pretty much what pendulums, the concept does for most people when they first read transurfing. So pendulums, pendulums essentially are energetic entities um, man-made, but there are, there are natural pendulums as well, but we'll just focus on the man-made ones. Um, energetic entities that are man-made, th their sole intention is to feed off of your energy and extract your energy so that they can swing. And the swing means a number of things for them. The swing means more money, more power, more whatever it is that they're looking for, more views, more clicks, more um, political anger, more whatever. Mm -hmm. The swing means all those things, but at the same time, as the swing gets going more drastically, it appeals to an even wider and wider audience, therefore captivating more and more people. And then pendulums, take on and when they reach like you know godlike status like the political pendulum in the US virtually everyone is tuned in right mm -hmm. it's like we all become hypnotized yes. by the swing of the pendulum and what the pendulum does is the pendulum forces us to take a position right if you're not aware of what is going on you will have no other choice than to take a position because it will appeal to all kinds of specific parts of who you are, your morals, your emotional triggers, your past, 
all kinds of things that touch deep, deep, deep down within. And you think that you're consciously doing something like, oh, well, this political party really is the right political party. And I believe in this thing. So I'm going to support this thing. And you think that it's your own thoughts and you think that's your own decision, but it's actually not. You've been manipulated by a pendulum and the people that are tuned into these pendulums more and more and more like more so than others that i like to say it's a it's it's like you've got a uh, uh like a like a connector like some sort of you know energetic connection and the person is just getting bled of yeah. their these people that are like on Facebook all the time or watching the news all the time and heated political debates, you know, yeah. on their computers yeah. and talking shit. You know, these are people that are like captured. We call yes. them pendulum food. Really. Yeah. <laughs> and the problem with pendulums is when you are in this mode, your thoughts are not your own, but mm -hmm. more importantly, more valuably, your energy is not mm -hmm. your own. So mm -hmm. when we were just touching on creator's mode a moment ago, you have no time or energy for creator's mode when you're pendulum food and pendulums do not want that for you. So they convince you how important it is that you tune into the nightly news or stay engaged in that political debate online or whatever the thing is. And they convince you of that importance and it keeps you distracted from what it is your real, like what your soul really needs to be doing. Mm -hmm. The pendulum essentially owns your soul. I know it sounds super fucked up, but that's kind of what it is. No, 100%. So a total, a total energy. It's like an energetic vampire Yep. that, that sucks your energy and your mind and your soul. <laughs> Yes. Everything. It takes everything. Now, do, do you, I, I can see the examples that you gave now and in your, in your writings, but do you also feel that can it happen on an individual level? Like with individual people um, that, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. And right. yeah, I mean, pendulums, it's a vast concept. The, 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 the main help to people is understanding that energetic suck, like you're talking about the vampire, you know, on you, just mm -hmm. kind of extracting everything. But once you start to study the concept, you realize that your romantic relationship can be, well, everything's a pendulum. Everything's a pendulum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's pendulums that serve us and there's pendulums that don't serve us. And what I like to say is, if the pendulum doesn't know your name or if you are challenged at any given point to understand what it is you are actually gaining, actually gaining, not perceived gains, right? Not, well, it makes me feel like a good citizen or it makes me feel as though I'm on top of the world events when I watch the news. Those are perceived gains. But if you don't have something physically tangible coming into your home that's actually enhancing your life, then it's just a perceived gain, mm -hmm. right? Transurfing falls back on a lot of like stuff physically materializing in the world. And if you are lacking money, you don't have the house you want, 
you don't have the lifestyle you want, and you are sitting at home on your computer, on Facebook, watching the news, feeling like the world is all going to hell, that pendulum is offering you nothing tangible that's mm -hmm. actually good for your life. It's convincing you that it's giving you something, but it is all merely an illusion. This can happen with relationships. Mm -hmm. um, this can happen with professional, mm -hmm. you know, the, our, our, our professional world. This can happen with ourselves and our own minds. It can happen in lots and lots of ways. Alcohol, drugs, yeah. eating, pharmaceuticals, religion, politics, news, you know, you name it. It's a matter of really sitting down and, and, and dissecting the situation and saying, am I giving it more than I'm getting, or am I getting my fair shake for mm -hmm. what I'm giving, right? And it becomes this balance. Mm -hmm. But what happens is when you balance it properly, and you're getting more than you're giving, then you're on the upswing energetically, right. not the pen, not the pendulum. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a balancing thing. And it's, a lot of it has to do with equilibrium and understanding what is throwing you off and what is influencing you really. And yeah. is it for the positive or for the negative? Influencing and you, and you said it now and in, in your writing distracting, you know, it's like, even just as a human, just becoming aware of all of the things that can distract us off of our, off of our intentional course of what we get to be up to. It's like, what is distracting me, you know, and, and, um, just becoming aware and in tune and, and being able to kind of pop in and out of that and, oh, okay, recognize that, you know? So yeah. I, I just found this, this concept of pendulums and I still do. I mean, it's, it's a huge concept. It's like a, a basic concept that I think we, is a foundational concept that you've got to really wrap your brain around, um, to start off with, uh, yeah. you know, to even move forward. You, it, it is kind of like, you know, ground zero. <laughs> yeah. You're not, you're not going anywhere as uh, I refer in my book. And I've sa said this a lot to my community. You're not going anywhere when pendulums are ripping your fucking face off. Mm -hmm. right? When pendulums are on you ripping your face off, you're not going to excel in your reality. You've no. got to get a hold of it and maintaining awareness consistently, maintaining you know, awareness of what you're inviting into your world. And, you know, I notice it now. I notice it like when a person comes to me and I give everyone the same respect and the same face time initially, mm. but as soon as I sense that there are any vampiric qualities there, mm -hmm. there is no more, there is no more guilt or, oh, well, I should be friends with this person because they're you know, this, or they live close to me, or I've got to do this. I'm just like, nope. And my boyfriend has noticed sometimes that I'm very like, I can mm. just throw that yep. down. Yep. And this is just, um, this is self-preservation. I was know? just going to say it's self-care. I see it as self-care. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. And I think even you have, I don't know that you talk a lot about this. I haven't read all of your, your work and all of your writing, but 
there's also this specific programming for women too, because we are way more programmed to, to, uh, you know, bend over backwards and, and serve and take care of others at our expense. You know, oh, yes. men, men aren't always programmed in the same level that we are. So oh, we, yeah. we've got to go through these additional deep layers of deprogramming because oh, in yeah. order to be a good person, you know, yeah. we, we need to take care of and sacrifice ourselves and martyrdom and victimhood yeah. and the whole thing, you uh, know, I, I went through that in a massive way before I moved from California to Montana about two years ago. My sister, right before COVID happened, got diagnosed with stage three plus breast cancer with three young kids at home right before COVID happened, went through nightmarish chemo, double mastectomy, full hysterectomy, the works. And I was the only family member in town. And yeah, it was like this, you know, written in stone sort of thing that I had to show up and I did. I did. I a hundred percent did because I wanted to, and it was my choice, but there was also this crazy, you know, she was doing her victim. We're from this place and all this old programming. And here I am just rubbing right up against it, kind of seeing the whole thing playing out aware of what I'm doing. But at the same time, I know that it's, it, it can't be permanent. Right? right. So I waited until she got cleared she eventually got cleared. And then I was like, I'm moving to Montana. I'm, I'm piecing out. Right. Because I knew that it was just going to be, I saw it through the first massive leg. And then after that, I was like, okay, that is where I'm at my limits. I'm going to begin to suffer. I was already suffering, but I'm going to begin to really, really suffer. And these are hard calls that just as you put it, women, you know, what this, immensely heavy programming of Mm. needing to be caregivers and thank thankfully i saw through it we moved to montana we lived there a year and a half beautiful place but then i saw here and we jumped over here and Mm -hmm. now you know i'm happy for the moves that i've made but Mm -hmm. it hasn't come without me needing to make calls that were very challenging to make at certain times but i always come first no matter what you know, yes, yes, and yes, and yes to every single freaking thing you said. Because if if by by holding our boundaries, being aware of of what we're choosing to 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 expose ourselves to, and um, you know, if 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 we could all take the responsibility to to be aware of that and 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 guard ourselves and take care of ourselves as opposed to uh, this world of people running around expecting other people to just do for them and i've got to do yeah. this for them it's like no yeah. everyone needs to figure out yourself like and yeah. i i've had to I've had to reverse programming of like the guilt and you talk about this the guilt and the remorse and the shame of like I'm going to say it as specifically as a woman having to say, no, I choose fucking me. I'm choosing me every day, every day I wake up. And by choosing me, I'm taking a stand for fucking you, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, but, 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 but those that are heavily programmed, you know, they're like, 
I, I know, yes. and I joke about this all the time, you know, the Salem witch trial days, yeah. I would have been burned at the yeah. stake. For sure. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, and you probably would have too, yeah. because, you know, you, 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 once you see this stuff and, and like you said, when you take a stand for yourself, you're also showing other yes. people like, you know, me not playing into my sister's victimhood, or I played into it for just a little bit because she was going through nightmarish cancer yeah. stuff, but only to a certain point. It's like, listen, me playing into your victimhood does not serve you right. long term. You know, right. it doesn't serve anybody. Mm. Like everybody does have to really sit down at a certain point in their life and assess the game that they've created for their themselves and what it is you want. I mean, if your sister gets cancer and you go into, you know, absolute caregiver nurturing mode and this ignites you and you feel amazing and you get home and it sucks because you don't want to see your sister going through that, but it is your zone, then more power to you. But if you're coming home depleted, right. thinking, right. God, is there going to be a way out of this? Right. My my self care is 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 uh, non existent. I'm depleted. I feel like shit. I mean, really getting in there and asking yourself, like, yes. is this maintainable? And if the answer is no, then it it's about you doing the things that you need to do. You know. Absolutely. Um, now what other in the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes of, of, of our time here is, you know, I have all these different concepts that, that you talk about, um, you know, uh, the balancing important levels, the mechanisms of reality creation, the wave of fortune, the soul frail, what, um, what would, what would be one that you'd want to make sure we touched on today? Well, for me, and this is a little bit advanced transurfing, but for me, the soul frail is a, a concept that has liberated me beyond anything that I could have ever asked for for myself. I had no idea what the soul frail even was, um, and I was so tuned away from the frail of my soul. So the soul frail is like this specific little intricate code of what makes you an individual without all the programming, without all the shoulds and, you know, standards that society's putting on you or, oh, my role is of this or my role is at that. This is who you really, really, really are as a standalone individual your wants, desires, unique characteristics, your talents and abilities, your the things that you you enjoy, your passions, all that kind of stuff and getting back to those levels of reality when you are tuned to the frail of your soul, meaning when you are maximizing that all that stuff and you're in that space being who you really are, you begin to resonate at a frequency that corresponds to a higher version of reality. 
And the more you tune to the frail of your soul, the more you begin to merge with this higher version of reality. So it's almost like you don't have to try to do anything external to you. All you've got to do is work on getting into that space and understanding that space and who you are deeply at a very, very deep level and stop making excuses for you not to be who you are. I mean, you see my Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And my other social media stuff. I'm kind of like throwing it all out there, Mm -hmm. doing some pretty like edgy stuff for the self-help community, but this is who I am. And for Mm -hmm. a long time, I was like, oh no, I got to conform and fit within these standards of what I perceive a self-development person to be like, but that was tuning away from who I was. So I wasn't getting the exact results that were beneficial to me. As soon as I allowed myself to be myself and trusted the knowledge to the extent where I knew, okay, I could tell people super intimate, really crazy things about my past and use those as examples Mm -hmm. to learn from. As soon as I trusted the knowledge enough to like throw myself into the world and be who I really am and just not give a fuck, my life started to really, really get good. And I don't know much about Jessa Reed, but I do, from what I do know, I think she's existing in this space as well. She's doing her, yes. you know, and she's not making any kind of um, excuses or trying to do anything that isn't her. Right. And if one thing will screw you up and screw your life up to the extent that you will go down a freaking, you know, it, it, we call them induced transitions, spiral down to those lower levels of reality. It is you not being you. So the value of you being you and being different and then understanding why your world actually wants this for you Mm. and how pendulums will convince you that it's inappropriate. But if you let it go and you just show it anyway, it's like the world starts offering you some pretty cool shit. Girl, it's amazing. Girl, I don't go to church, but I'm just telling you, this feels like church to me. This feels like church. I'm just like, yes, queen. Yes. Tell me more. I know. It's so good. It is so good. You know, I'm a believer. Yeah, I'm a believer. I, I remember, I don't know if this is part of what you're talking about, but I remember there was a change on Instagram and it was. I don't know if it was a year, a year or two years ago on Instagram and you started really getting into more into costumes and the wigs and the outfits and you were oh, really, yeah. ex- and I remember you did a post where you were like, people are trying to tell me I shouldn't be doing this, but this is how I feel. And I messaged you and I said, I, I wasn't, a, it wasn't a private message. I think I just commented on the comments. Like, I love it. This is exactly <laughs> It's totally hitting for me. Like, keep doing it. Like, oh, I don't know if that was part of of it. Was it? It. It. it I will admit, it was painful at first because <laughs> we, we, because we adhere to these standards, mm. but then other people 
also want to see others adhering to the standards and they don't want to see, they don't typically people that are not tuned to their own frail, they don't want to see other people tuning to theirs. And if, and if that means um, that another person's defying standards, tuning to their frail, then they're like, oh, you, you shouldn't be doing this. This is a disgrace. You shouldn't say that. You shouldn't dance like that. You shouldn't wear that, you know? And it's like, uh, what, like, this is what I feel compelled to do Mm. to be me, you know? And you're going to try to tell me in a, in a, in a, in a space that has to do with quantum mechanics and letting go of psychological bondage and all these kinds of things. You're going to tell me that I need to be acting a specific way. No, (laughs) you know, like, no. Yeah. But it was a little painful at first because everybody was coming down on me pretty hard, but I I just kept doing it. (laughs) I'm so glad that you, you know, got that feedback and ignored it because I mean, I don't know if you ignored it, but you just did it anyway is the point. Yeah. And because it's, it's, you're right. It's exactly, you're, you're, you're living out the principles. It's like, yes, by doing me, I'm living out the principles. This is the only way it actually can happen because this is right. Like, yes, (laughs) this is how you, this is how you do it. And this is why, you know, it's like people that get upset with me because we have courses that are paid, you know, paid courses. And they say, you shouldn't be selling that knowledge. And I say to them, this is exactly why you don't have money. Yeah. (laughs) You don't understand. You don't understand recognizing value or giving value and the power in that exchange. This is exactly why you don't have money. And every single time I say that to somebody that comes down on me for charging for courses, I know that I just nailed them to a cross and they're like, Oh, how dare you say that about me? But it's true, you know? know? And it's the same thing with what you're talking about that, you know, this is how you let go. This is how you, yes, Put yourself in front of people and, yes. and allow yourself to be laughed at. And I swear to God, <laughs> like it will open doors for you. <laughs> Amazing uh, things will happen in your life. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is church. Just yes, 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 Renee. Yes. <laughs> All of it. Yes. So let's, you've mentioned the course. I've mentioned um, some of the reading I've done uh, uh, of your writings. Um what would you say if somebody wanted to begin, um, besides follow you on your Instagram, which I'm of course going to link, I'm going to link to your website. I'll link to everything, but where, where would you say somebody would start if they really want to just be introduced to, to, to reality transurfing and really learn the ins and outs? So what course? Vadim's, yeah. Vadim, Vadim Zeeland's book, reality transurfing steps one through five is a powerful, amazing work of, of knowledge. It's, it's, it's outrageous. This book is my Bible, but it is also what five or 600 pages long. It's not for everyone, right? It's a huge, massive book. We have the audio books on the YouTube channel that are free. So you could come over and you could listen to that book. 
I made, so far I've gotten through half of the chapters of my own book, A Tale of Practical Reality Transserving, which is essentially the opposite of what his book is. His book is verbose theory that can be abstract for some. Mine is boiling it down to what it is that you need to know and telling you what it is that I've experienced in my own life through these concepts what has worked and what has not worked to kind of show in a practical way of how they play out. Super entertaining. It's, uh, you know, comprehensive. Each chapter is like an hour and a half long. It has a readable version, PDF, audio, homework. We've got a community for support, all that kind of stuff. So I would say going into both of those um, is probably pretty powerful. I have a thousand free videos on YouTube of me talking virtually of every subject from every angle you can possibly imagine. And you could massively go down a rabbit hole. And I have viewers that have just mowed through all, all of my videos. It's yeah. amazing. Like people tell me that they've watched hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of my videos. It blows my mind. So you could do that. If you want streamlined premium content, we have a vast array of courses all the way from the basics, which is reality 2.0. That's the fundamentals of reality transserving and then how they pertain in two different other courses that are connected, one for money and one for love and self-care and um, you know all the human emotion kind of stuff. And then there's advanced courses beyond that. My last four offerings, super, super advanced people that have just read the book, take them and find immense value. But there's lots of, um, I mean, I've been in this creator's mode for seven years now, and we have every type of content you could possibly want. We've got it either paid or free. We've got podcasts. We've got a Facebook group with 10,000 people in there. Um, you name it, we got it. So, so, if, so you, you, if you want to come over to the community and, and ask, we can definitely point you in the right direction. Awesome. And now you mentioned a podcast. I didn't know you had a podcast. Well, we've done various podcasts over the last three years. I've done some with um, this author, Xavier Watercane in Australia. We, he, he was great. We did a bunch of podcasts together. We had Transurf and chill for a while. We had Transurfing after dark. Those are all on YouTube though. They're just YouTube format. Or I think we're actually on Spotify as well. If you search Spotify. Okay. So yeah, there's there's lots of different types of um, you know content, including hour long podcasts that we've done. Okay, perfect. Before we end, um, is there anything else you'd like to share or just make sure people are aware of or point people in a direction or anything that you just want to leave us with? I guess, you know, and I don't want to, you know, leave it on a note where I'm sounding kind of hokey, but I will. <laughs> um, reality is not what it seems, you know, and right before I moved here and I was super excited for this new adventure and this new life and all the things that I'm blessed to have my financial comfort and, you know, good health and a, an amazing partner and all these amazing things. I asked myself, 
how did I get here? How am I this fortunate? What did I do? What could mm. I, what's the essence of why I am now living the reality of my dreams? And my answer to myself was I stopped taking reality at face value. I stopped viewing reality as a static apparatus that I had no control over that was in control of me. And I began doing what I felt compelled to do every single day and being relentless about it. And I know a lot of people feel trapped right now because a lot of shit is going south in a lot of different ways in this world, but there are still some pretty decent sized cracks in the matrix that you can kind of slide into and create a life of your choosing and a life of your dreams. So I just want people to know out there that may be feeling depressed or trapped or not having the life that they want, that there absolutely is a way out, but you got to dedicate yourself and you really got to like go hard on what you find that works for you and not let go of that under any circumstances, you know? I do. And I just think that this, that's an incredible message of hope, especially for all of the millions and millions and millions of people who are the walking depressed, you yep. know? And, um, I think that's what we need to hear that there is a way there is, you know, a path and there, you will have to work but it's available and it's accessible to every single person. And, um, and I just want to say, I, I want to acknowledge you for being a light in this world, for being a beacon, for being an educator, a teacher, and for being a stand for what is possible. You, you have inspired me. You have excited me you know, you have educated me, you teach me, and I am going to continue to, um, you know, connect with your work. And I, I, you have no idea how grateful I am that you took the time today. And, um, oh, I wish you, you all the best so sweet of you. in Georgia. That's so sweet of you. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm here. I'm here alongside everyone else. I may be just heavy. I'm using these concepts a little bit longer, but I'm just here like everyone else you know, and I really appreciate, I really appreciate that. And I see you too. And what you're doing is awesome. Getting this out to the world. This is, I mean, this is some pretty powerful stuff. So kudos to you for sure. Thanks. It takes lady. a lot to do this. You're throwing yourself out there. Well, you are part of what had allowed me to believe I could do it. So Oh my gosh. There you go. Well, I wish you the best with your podcast, truly. Thank you. And I'll come back anytime. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Renee Garcia on reality transurfing. I truly believe that this is some of the most important information and relevant tools for anyone who's interested in upgrading their life or completely transforming their life. If you want to connect, with Renee and learn more about reality transurfing, you can check out her website at www.transurfing.us. You can find her on Instagram at reality underscore transurfing. Her YouTube channel is amazing. 
And that's at youtube.com slash at reality transurfing TV. I will uh, put all of this information linked into the show notes uh, for your quick retrieval. If you found this information helpful and you know somebody else that might benefit, please feel free to forward this information, forward this podcast. Um, I appreciate all of the support. If you if you liked the information, please like, please follow, please subscribe. And once again, no matter what, make every day a good day to die. <laughs>